Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up, we have stories coming at you about mother-in-law saying a blood relative is superior. This sounds like a Harry Potter scenario. Filthy mudbloods. Mother-in-law becoming a grandma. Mother-in-laws are apparently out in full force in 2024 already. Cheating friends. Women only needing cookbooks and aprons. Not another one of these guys, for real. A cake story with an update. Triggering a new mom and petty revenge. It's going to be a damn good time. Am I the astronaut for telling my mother-in-law that she isn't allowed at our wedding ceremony if she can't accept the fact my daughter will be the flower girl? I, 25 female, am marrying my high school sweetheart, 26 male. We decided to finally tie the knot after nearly seven years of dating. I truly love him and thankfully get along with most of his family, except for his mom. She is continuously nagging at me for not giving her a grandson. I know this may be harmless. However, my fiance has repeatedly told her that she already has a grandchild. My baby girl, five. She's my best friend's daughter. They sadly passed away. She was my godchild, so it only felt right that I should take her in and bring her up in a way that I knew her mother, my best friend, would want. Green flags for you, OP. Recently, we have begun getting bridesmaid dresses, etc. We both decided to make our newly found daughter a flower girl. She loves flowers, and this seemed like the perfect opportunity to help her feel like we take her as our own. At a recent family gathering, my fiance's mother has nonstop been horrible to my baby girl. Let's call her Ellie, saying things like, I simply don't understand why an adopted child should take the place of a true blood. You snaggletoothed bitch biscuit. I don't know where that came from in my head, but she pissed me off with this crap. This little girl is five. A fucking grandma Malfoy over here. Mmm which simply made my blood boil, along with the many other comments she made. I pulled her to the side, asking her to tone down her comments, knowing how much this meant to Ellie. She kept saying that I was being rude to my new family by making someone who, in her eyes, has nothing to do with me. I immediately snapped, feeling outraged by her comments. Ellie is my godchild, and I will always care and love her. She seemed hurt at my words, but I didn't care. Immediately taking me and Ellie out of her house, when my fiancé came home, he was confused as his mother had said that I was being verbally abusive towards her and making threats. Wasn't wasn't that the kind of shit that she was doing, though? The mother-in-law? I did no such thing. 
Anyway, a few days passed and Ellie was upset as she noticed we hadn't seen her cousins who were still staying with my fiancés. Shoving all of my anger up my ass, I finally decided to try to apologize and head to her house once more. Uh, Wow, like swallowing your pride or swallowing your anger. I have never heard it referred to as shoving it up your own ass. But I'm going to hang on to that one. All was fine until I heard a horrid scream. Rushing up the stairs, I saw Ellie crying whilst my fiance's mom was standing screaming at her while holding a teddy, which her mother made. They are inseparable, and I know how much that means. It's a struggle to even wash the teddy, and I immediately snapped once more at her. She stood embarrassed as the whole family had gathered. She then gained confidence, saying that she was upset that I had chosen fake blood over real blood. Again, with the Malfoy bullshit. I think you can choose family and a friend can be better real family than your own. I was upset watching Ellie crying as my husband grabbed the toy, taking her away from the heated situation. I finally had enough saying if she has so much of a problem with her being the flower girl, she might as well skip the wedding and just join us for the reception. She began crying and I did feel bad, but I wasn't going to take back what I said. After leaving, the family has been telling my husband to tell me to apologize, and they aren't messaging me as what I said was harsh. I find that bogus, but whatever. Am I the astronaut? This goes well beyond the mother-in-law. Because here at the end, and, and you know, the family has been has been saying that OP needs to apologize here. This is this is a hundred percent an NTA situation. Mother-in-law here is a terrible person we're going to send her straight to ask on one i think the the bigger problem for me is is not so much about the wedding it is about the life that happens after the wedding if you do not either go no contact here for life or create some very, very, very firm boundaries that your fiance supports and upholds and the rest of the family supports and upholds. And this is where it gets tricky. That kid's life is going to be hell and mother-in-law is going to make sure of it. If she has the ability to gain proximity to do harm, she will do harm for the rest of her life. She had no problem doing emotional, psychological damage to a freaking five-year-old who had lost her mother and is now being cared for by her mother's friend. She wanted to further scar her by treating her like absolute dog shit. The family here at the end. Yeah, we've talked about this before. They don't want to deal with with her with the mother-in-law's bullshit. So they're they're saying you need to apologize because they want their pain to go away. We know that we've seen this scenario a whole bunch of times. But referring back to what I said earlier, you need the family to help support boundaries here or you have to go. No contact with a lot of them. And then it's a larger conversation with your fiance. Are you willing to do that? And if you aren't, then you're not really willing to commit to this person and marry them. So there have to be clear boundaries that mother-in-law agrees to and everyone else monitors because you cannot trust her. You can certainly never trust this woman alone with your child. She did this bullshit while you, while everybody else was there just standing upstairs. It's a five-year-old kid. I don't know how much mother-in-law means to your fiance, OP, but this is either a deal breaker or it's going to be uh, a sacrifice by your fiance to go his entire life. No contact with his mother. That's what it's going to take because your responsibility here is to this five-year-old kid and your life is going to be hell. If you allow even a shred of this 
to move forward. And unfortunately, that that applies to all the other family members as well, because now they're enabling by saying that you should apologize. They are enabling this bullshit, too. You cannot allow anyone who is willing to inflict harm on a five year old kid to be close to you in life, period. Rubber stamp it done. And if your fiance isn't down for that, it's a deal breaker. This story comes from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the Askonaut for telling my mother-in-law if she expects me to get a DNA test for my son that I want her to get a DNA test for my husband? (laughs) I, 30 female, met my husband, Stephen, 32, at a friend's party. That friend happened to be his cousin. We instantly connected and started dating not long after. We have been happily married for five years now and have a four-month-old son. I met my... I met my mother-in-law at his uncle's funeral. He asked me to attend in support of him. Before we left, his cousin warned me about the mother-in-law. He said she wasn't the nicest person, had impossibly high standards to meet, and can be very judgmental. So don't take it personally, as she is like that with everyone. I did ask my husband, and he agreed that mother-in-law can be quite judgmental, but not to worry that he will be there for me. I felt like they gave me the sugar-coated version of her because she was terrible. She made a scene about bringing a stranger to a family funeral, but my husband cut her off and said his aunt, who was his uncle's widow, said he could. She spent the rest of the funeral giving me nasty looks and making passive-aggressive comments. She made a scene at our wedding, but that's a different story of its own. Why for would you not include this story? Sounds pretty important. But after minimal contact with my mother-in-law, my husband eventually got around to telling her that I was pregnant. Ah, shite. I'm red flagging this because we know that she's going to throw a fit. I expected her to be angry and have a go at him, but she surprised us both and was the complete opposite. She was excited about being a grandmother. She was congratulating us. Her attitude did a complete turn and I grudgingly allowed her to visit. We're all thinking the same thing right now. Ah, crap. If she has a pivot like this, that means that something's about to go real freaking wrong. When it was time to give birth to my son, she wanted to see my son being born, but I refused. Oh, here we go. That's when her ugly side reared its ugly head again, and she caused a scene and was thrown out. What, at the hospital? Ooh. I refused to let her visit us at home. My husband agreed, but she rang crying and apologizing. She said that she was just overwhelmed about being a grandmother, and her emotions got the better of her. Against my better judgment, I relented and said, okay. When she first held him, she looked at me and said that he was beautiful. I went into the kitchen to get us a drink, and then I could hear my husband telling her to get out. I went back in. She started yelling that he needed to get the baby tested because he doesn't look like anyone in their family. He kicked her out. (laughs) Okay, this is like right after being born, right after this human baby was shoved out of, you know, a hole and its skull collapsed in so that it could make it through that hole. And she's like, oh, it doesn't look anything like you. She took to social media and told everybody that I cheated on my husband and that my husband needs to get a DNA test to prove he was the dad. She got a lot of attention for that. So I made my own post and said, I'll get a test when she gets a test for her son. 
That just made everything worse. She rang up my husband telling him to take it down. He just hung up on her. Everyone is divided and questioning my husband's paternity since she had such a strong reaction to it. (sighs) Now even my husband is starting to wonder and making me feel like I went too far. I'm wondering if I'm the asshole for saying that. Hold on. Uh, what? Okay. (laughs) Hold. Obviously, mother-in-law is a... Terrible, 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 terrible person, obviously. But we got a new problem now. OP was mirroring, right? So so mother-in-law takes a swing and does something really stupid. And OP's like, okay, cool. I'll do the exact same thing that you did. And then you can't say shit about it. You can't victimize yourself um, whenever I hit you back, right? No, she does. Uh, but also the reaction that she had to it makes... OP's husband think maybe he's really not her son after all. No matter what, this is not your fault, OP. It is not your fault. If you just happened to say the same thing that she said and it happened to be true or cause more questions, that is not your fault. She shouldn't have gone there if she didn't want to talk about the subject, right? And maybe, maybe this is like a a, a deep-rooted insecurity thing that she has. Maybe the guilt made her project this whole scenario onto you. Maybe the guilt made her see what she saw when she was holding that brand new babe and was like, "Oh, it looks nothing like you." You know, it's it, it could be it could be just guilt that caused a projection here, and that could be what led to this whole thing. No matter what, it's not your fault, though. Yeah, shit got more complicated. If that is the case, it would have come out eventually. She could also just be throwing a tantrum to throw a tantrum because she's victimizing herself here. And she's like, I'm not going to dignify that that with a response at all. It could just as just as likely be that. So you don't know that this is that much more complicated. It's just her crying for attention. But somebody being ignorant enough to hold a baby for 30 seconds And in that amount of time, make the determination that it's not your child without there being some kind of clear indication here. And then take to social media and claim that you cheated is just wild. Is it not? It is just wild. So here's a question for you. An unperfect mom, I'm going going off of your, your statement here. I've always loved matching energy. When someone is being an irate astronaut to you, do you believe in matching energy? When somebody's being shitty to you, do you believe in matching energy? Energy Is that is that the approach that, that you take? Or do you take an independent approach? Obviously, people respond to matching energy because you're speaking their language at that point. All right, we got a lot of people who say, yeah. Uh, there's a quote that says, if you hit me first, don't be mad when I hit you back harder. Um, and, and I love that quote. Um, it's obviously not always the way to go, I think it depends on what you're hoping to achieve. And maybe that's where I'm at. The whole matching energy thing to me is dangerous because it it's not necessarily going to get you what you want. It depends on what your goal is. And I would rather strategize independently. And I guess you could still do that and match energy through communication so that they actually hear you. But I guess in this case, communication wasn't to each other. Well, it was, but it's it's the game that we see a lot of people do nowadays. And it was taking to social media to cowardly put out there into the world what she wouldn't say to OP face to face. And maybe she would have if hubby hadn't kicked her out. But we see a lot of people doing this and they just talk shit with a social post about someone rather than telling that person what they actually think. So OP went and did the same thing. 
ultimately, this all comes back down to hubby. You're going to have to be willing to go no contact with your mom for life because she's toxic. She's already inflicted too much damage onto your partner and your relationship. There is a high, high, high likelihood here that she's going to inflict trauma upon your child. Seems like a pretty easy choice. This next story comes from the AITAH subreddit and is titled, My best friend's wife told him that she had an affair with me, plus update. The last four days have been the most horrible in my life. I have no idea how to deal with anything and wanted to get opinions on what to do next since I see posts like this on Reddit. My best friend's wife told him that she had an affair with me, which never happened. That's complicated. We'll go ahead and red flag that. I, 35 male, have been married to my wife, 35 female, for eight years. Oh, shit, he's freaking married, too. We have two wonderful kids, but this is about my friend Josh, 35 male, and his wife, Mary, 34 female. I met Josh during my freshman year of college, and we have been friends ever since. We have always shared our love for tech, and he is always my go-to guy when I need someone to talk to. Josh started dating Mary five years ago. Let's say Mary has a very different set of morals than my wife or me. She's very loud, manipulative, and just craves attention. Josh and Mary had been dating on and off for four years. They broke up often, but somehow always ended up together after a few months. Mary is always the one who breaks up with Josh and then takes him back. I also know that Mary cheated on Josh at least with two guys when they were dating, but somehow convinced him that he was not putting enough effort into the relationship. Josh always blames himself for Mary not being happy. My wife also knows about all of this and has always kept her distance from Mary. However, we do meet her often during parties with friends. Josh and Mary got married last year. Last month, Josh found out that Mary was cheating on him again and had an affair with one of her co-workers. Josh was completely broken and stayed at our place for a week before going back and confronting Mary and kicking her out of the house. Josh bought the house before marriage and hence, he had to get the cops involved to kick her out. From what we know, Mary moved back to her parents' house. I've been helping Josh through the process, and he filed for divorce last week. Last Saturday, Mary came to Josh's house to collect her stuff along with her dad. I had advised Josh to get out of the house when they came, but he wanted to make sure that she did not take anything that did not belong to her. During her visit, Josh got into a fight with Mary, and Mary told Josh that she had an affair with me while they were married, and we used to do it in their bedroom. This is all 100% false. I have always known that Mary was trouble and kept my distance for her. I feel like she's just trying to hurt Josh by saying that. After that incident, Josh got extremely agitated and came to our house. I, I saw that he was distressed and knew something was wrong. As I opened the door, he started cursing at me and accusing me of sleeping with Mary. Okay, I'm red flagging this because Josh ought to know better, right? This woman is bonkers enough to sleep around, come back, gaslight you into thinking it's all your fault, and then just randomly goes for the jugular by throwing a random name out there and it happens to be your best friend who is married, and you believe it? Come on, bro. Come on. You are better than that, Josh. I don't even know you, but come on. Luckily, the kids were not at home, but my wife and I were there, and we were both shocked by what he was saying. 
He tried to punch me, but luckily he hit my shoulder and I was able to wrestle him on the ground and calm him down. I kept on telling him that what Mary told him was completely false and I had never spent a single minute with her alone in my life. My wife threatened to call the cops and he left. After he left, my wife was completely inconsolable. It took me hours to calm her down and convince her that Mary was manipulating Josh. I work from home and rarely leave my house without my wife or kids. I think she believes me, but she has been different for the last four days. Son of a bitch. This poor freaking guy. I mean, anybody, anybody could be randomly accused of this at any freaking point in time. And what you just have to deal with your, your life imploding. There's no due process for this. It's not something that you can go prove in court or disprove. You have to prove your innocence here. What? This could happen to anybody at any freaking point in time. Josh told a lot of my close friends that I was having an affair with Mary. Again, Josh, you freaking know better here. He is not taking my calls or my wife's calls. My wife tried to call Mary, but she was also not taking our calls. All of my friends, including Josh, think that I am the biggest asshole for getting involved with his effing wife. I have no idea how to convince anyone that this is false. I'm just so frustrated. Can someone please give me advice on what I can do next? We have an update. Let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, this is is not like a court case. So, yeah, everybody just assumes guilt. How are you supposed to prove your innocence here? Digital footprint, maybe. But you would have to somehow subpoena her digital footprint, too, and try to try to show where we're. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to defamation. The diarrhea of the mouth that he's going out there spewing around is extremely damaging to OP here. So he's going to he's going to get himself into a defamation, a defamation case. Poor OP here. I mean, imagine somebody coming out and accusing your partner of this. If you know, you know, at your heart, you know, in your core that it's not true. The fact that it was still thrown out there and the fact that somebody else believes it and the fact that it's being spewed out there to a bunch of other people who now believe it, too. That's got to be really, really emotionally taxing when she's trying to destroy his life. She's trying to cause pain by taking away his friends, not giving a single shit to the turmoil that she's going to cause that friend's life because he's happily married. (sighs) Okay, Mary, for sure. Ask on one senator straight there. This is garbage. (laughs) It's it's like uh, Eagle Eye. Was that the movie with Shia LaBeouf? Where a bunch of people get framed by AI and then uh, AI black blackmails them into doing a bunch of shit because it frames them for a bunch of stuff. It's like a black mirror kind of thing. Here is the update. I recently wrote a post about my best friend's wife, Mary, accusing me of having an affair with her that never happened. My best friend, Josh, was in the process of divorce with his wife when she told him and he was spreading fake rumors about me in my friend's circle. So he bought it. First of all, thanks to user Ad Dangerous and everyone who suggested that we should file for defamation. I just kept on thinking in my head how I could get married to tell the truth and convince Josh that I had completely forgotten the legal route. I was not able to update as the lawyers had told me to not say anything until we got a confession from Mary. Well, thank goodness. At least this is a, a route that they could actually go. After posting on Reddit, my wife and I spent a few hours at night reading through all the comments. We immediately decided to explore whether we could sue Mary for defamation. Some of you suggested that I should take a polygraph test. I asked my wife if we should find a place for that, and she smiled. She said she does not doubt me one bit, but we can't let the people have any doubt that I have an affair with Mary. Our kids are friends with their kids, and we can't live with them thinking that I had an affair with Mary. She just wanted us to be strong and solve the issue as soon as possible. So did you did you do the polygraph then? She said we don't need it, but 
kind of said we need it for everybody else. In the morning, we messaged my wife's mother's friend, who is a very experienced attorney. We called her based on the time she gave us in the morning and explained the issue. She said that we should pursue the legal route, but she does not handle such cases and gave us the contact of another attorney in her firm and set up a meeting with her at noon. We went to visit her and discuss the issue. The lawyer told us that we could sue Mary as she has made false accusations and there is a precedent of considering what she did as slander as it attacked my character and we can prove emotional distress. However, she told us that a defamation lawsuit is a very long and expensive process and may take several years. She told us that Mary has a weak hand and she will not want to go to court. Hence, we should give her a way out by telling her to give in writing that what she said was false. Moreover, as she said the false statement to Josh, we would need Josh to state what she said. I won't go into details here, but might post it in the comments later on. However, we came up with a plan for sending her a letter of intent to sue for defamation. The attorney worked on this and we got notified that Mary received the letter on Friday morning at her parents' place. The letter told her that we would sue her by the end of the month if she did not provide an official statement in writing that the statements she had made were false. The letter also told Mary to only communicate via the law firm regarding this matter. As planned, I messaged Josh and told him that we had decided to sue Mary for defamation due to the false statements she made about the affair. We would leave no stone unturned to prove that the allegations are false. Our lawyers will contact you next week and we hope you cooperate with them and tell them exactly what she said to you. On Saturday morning, as I was cooking breakfast and my wife was sitting with our kids, the doorbell rang. I saw on the ring camera that Josh and Mary were standing outside the door. Before I could tell my wife to stay back and not open the door, she bolted towards the door. She opened it and started yelling at Josh. She is five foot nothing tall, but she is scary when she's angry. She just started calling him names and how can he destroy our lives when we supported him at his lowest? Josh just kept saying he just wanted to talk to me and kept repeating that. He looked down. My wife just kept on yelling at him and telling him to get lost. Mary started talking then, saying that she was sorry for what she said. Josh was abusing her as she was packing and she said that just to hurt him. My wife turned to her and told her that she better find a good lawyer to reply to our lawyers. At last, she told Josh that if he wanted to meet me, go and first make things right for me and then slammed the door. <laughs> ah, wife. Wow. She went to bat. Also, can we, uh, can we get that clip? We really like to see that ring footage. I was watching all of this from the breakfast table through ring camera and realized that we recorded the whole conversation, including Mary confessing her lies. I felt so relieved in the moment, knowing that I had proof of her telling the truth. We forwarded the video to our lawyer and she sent a thumbs up and called us briefly to say that we should meet on Monday to discuss next steps. After an hour or so, Josh messaged our friends group that he had done a terrible thing and spread false statements about me. He is ashamed of it and wants to apologize for it. Moments later, Mary messaged saying that some statements she made were misconstrued by Josh and that what he told everyone else was false. Bitch biscuit. I'm sorry you misunderstood is not an apology. You stinky twat. Why Why do some people think that they can get away with that bullshit and be like, yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry you misunderstood. It's not an apology. Their relationship is going through rocking times and would thank everyone for giving them privacy and to pray for them. If I was a part of that group, I would have responded to this message. I don't know what I would say yet, but I would, I would respond for sure. Give them privacy. They're going through a hard time. She was being abused while she was packing, so she said things to, to be hurtful and just destroy other people's lives, and it was no big. He misunderstood that I said I was having an affair with his best friend. 
The rest of the day has been great. I've been taking my kids to their Saturday activities and playing with them while my wife was talking on the phone with all of my friends' wives and her friends gossiping about what happened. The only thing I told her was to not send the ring video of Josh and me from last week and not to mention Mary's affair to them. I still think it's a private matter that Josh told us in confidence and we should respect that. Everyone was shocked that Josh attacked me physically. Regarding my friends, I made, well, you know what, I guess that lends some credence to Mary's claim there too, so could be true. Regarding my friends, I made a blanket statement that they all hate me in the last post, but in reality, four of my friends called me during this week to ask me what was going on. There we go. They told me they knew how crazy Mary was and asked me how they could support me. Nice. One of the friends was on... One of the friends was the one that Josh had called. He told me that Josh told him that Mary had an affair with me and he had filed for divorce. He conveniently left out the part about her cheating on him with his coworker. I don't think anyone apart from my wife and I know the whole story. He knows at least two of the other friends Josh called and said the same. Due to this, the gossip started spreading that they were divorcing because of me and most of my friends were just waiting on the sidelines instead of extending support to me. I think I learned who the people are that got my back in need. Truth. About Josh, we still plan to file for a TRO against him and Mary next week. The lawyer said we should be able to get it for Josh as there is clear evidence of danger, but Mary might be a long shot. We will see what to do from there. As for our friendship, it's done. It ended the minute he decided to punch me instead of at least asking me if it was true. I can't have people like him around my wife and kids. He was a great friend, but my family and their safety have a way higher priority than him. Bravo. For Mary, I guess she wins. My wife still wants to push to get her to pay our legal fees. We will see what to do on Monday. However, she was able to destroy Josh's support system with one lie, and that was probably the goal. I was helping Josh through the whole divorce process, but he's on his own now. I also do not think many of my friends would be kind to him after the shit he tried to do at my house. I feel bad for him, and I know he needs support and professional help. However, I did my part, and I hope he understands what's right for him in the future. Thanks again for so many helpful comments. My wife also wants to thank all of you, and I'm glad that this is over now. I, d- I don't know, I because I know that it's possible for for someone to be so manipulative she she mind him right his worldview is completely askew because it's completely fed by whatever she gives him detail wise he just believes it but that's been a long grooming process that has been a long process of her getting him to this point where he just believes everything his worldview is dictated by her which is super dangerous and that's his fault too but it's been a long process the isolation game is a common 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 play narcissists here right in a relationship if they start getting themselves into trouble they have to look at who are the people that that my partner is talking to here who are talking them into standing up against me and not believing my bullshit because those people need to go so anybody that is a neutral party or that 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 could be a support system or would help them in any single way has to go the isolation game is so freaking common and it is so transparent but it is hilarious to see these people do this shit and think that they're trailblazers and, and be like, you know what? I think we should I think we should take some time off from our families. I think we should go no contact with our families for a while and just focus on us. What do you think is happening? Why would why would that be an idea? It's control. It is the control freaking game. And if they get the sense that they're starting to lose control, they will go scorched earth on your support systems. They will isolate you. And it worked. So, yeah, Josh said he was going through this divorce. But guess what? He doesn't have a support system anymore. And she still has a hold on on him to a certain degree because they showed up together. 
They showed up on OP's doorstep together, which means they communicated about this. He got another spell put on him and they went and did this shit together. And it's probably going to take a lot of time after being separated from that to reflect on it and be like, well, damn, are, were any of my choices mine? And only then start figuring out and start backtracking. And a lot of bridges that you burn, you will never rebuild. This OP, they're never going to be friends again. He tried to take violent abuse or violent physical action against him. And like OP said, I have a wife and kids. I can't have someone like that around them. If for only that reason, done forever. So he lost his best friend because he bought into bullshit and reacted on it. This story is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Telling My Niece to Keep It Together Until You Can Get the Hell Out? Another kid one. I-42 male parted ways with my brother, 42, a while ago based on differences of opinion, but he called me recently. Same age, twins? He saw a video of his daughter, 16, slandering and insulting him on her friend's podcast. Apparently, she had been going behind his back and hanging out with people he didn't like for years. I parted ways with him when she was five, and at that point, she already liked me a lot more than him, and he wanted me to talk to her about respect. Before I was about to talk to her, he showed me the clip from the podcast in question, and his daughter said, oh yeah, I hate my dad, trash human, no like, he's kept me from learning about being a mechanic, he says a woman doesn't need a degree, just an apron and a cookbook. There it is. I can't imagine why people keep keep, uh, cutting ties with you, dude. Can't imagine. I asked if he really behaved like that, and his answer boiled down to, well, yeah. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get this out of the way here, too. (laughs) His daughter is wanting to, like, has a passion for something. He's like, no, 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 that's not girly enough. Normally, we see that kind of thing applied to boys, right? Where where they have an interest for something, but the dad is like, no, it's not manly enough. You got to do something different. But this is this is a different kind of application. I said nothing and waited until I met with his daughter. I told her, move out as soon as possible. Your father is an absolute fool, and I wish I'd been there to correct him. When you've escaped, I'll support you as much as I can. Obviously, her father had a bit of a blow up. I said nothing and left as he seethed and called me an asshole. Hold on. That's the end of the story, but hold on. I said nothing and waited until I met his daughter. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, I don't know if this is a phone call or if this is like an in-person kind of thing, but it's got to be a video call or an in-person thing because, because OP says, before I was about to talk to her, he showed me the clip from the podcast in question and his daughter said, so... And then OP says, I said nothing and waited until I met his daughter. So this is in person. This this is in person. It wasn't like two separate meetings. This all happened. So he said this in front of his brother. He said, he said, okay, this is, uh, this is daughter, right? And we'll we'll pretend like the the chief's cup right here is, is father just right here. (laughs) Move out as soon as you can. Your dad's an idiot. Whenever you get out, I'll help support you. <laughs> His brother is just sitting here seething because because the person he was trying to get to to back him up, backed the daughter up, and basically just said, survive. She's 16. She's got a couple of years to go, right? I mean, I think um, I mean, she she could she could go out as an independent if she wanted to. She could try to. She could fight that. 
Um, I, I don't know that it's that kind of situation yet. She's just, he's preventing her from following life passions, and she obviously has an opinion about it. Good for her for standing firm with it. This dad is so narrow-minded in his ways, in his opinions on things, that he is unwilling to learn and grow as a human being, and it's going to cost him a relationship with his daughter. It already has to a degree. And it sounds like this is like the final nail in the coffin. It is not going unless he changes rapidly and wildly. He is never going to have a relationship with his daughter once she's out of the home. And the relationship he does have with her right now is a toxic one. So so bearing in mind, this was in person, not that it would change anything. But the question is, am I the astronaut for telling my niece to keep it together until you can get the hell out now? Yes. Uh, NTA. NTA for saying that because it's what needed to be said. My only concern here, my only concern is that he puts her in further scrutiny or danger by saying something like this. Um, and, and basically, dad, knowing that she has support, she could be more emboldened here, here. He could mirror. He could match energy and try to beat her down even further with his words or his policies on things because she's going to be emboldened, right? So I wish it were a private conversation. Nah, you know what? He needs to know that he's wrong. And maybe this is maybe this is the wake-up call. Pain creates change. Maybe knowing that his brother feels this way about him is enough for him to be like, you know what, I'm an idiot. Probably not. He's probably not going to change. They parted 11 years ago. OP severed his relationship with his brother 11 years ago because of his small-mindedness. So he hasn't changed since then. I sincerely doubt he's going to. I hope he didn't make it worse, though. But NTA, it needed to be said. This story is actually from the True Off My Chest subreddit and is titled, My soon-to-be ex-husband humiliated me on our wedding day and met his karma instantly. Well, this sounds juicy. Let's read on, shall we? It has been two days since my wedding day. I had already been with him for four years, one year of which I was engaged. It all started a few months earlier when I noticed my husband Jake watching prank videos. Among other things, these videos showed embarrassing photos of the bride being played on a projector in front of the whole room or the bride's face being smashed into the cake. I told him straight away that I did not want anything like that at our wedding. He just laughed and said that he wasn't planning anything like that. I thought that was the end of it, but I kept catching him making strange arrangements with his friends. He suddenly wanted to choose the wedding photographer and the cake. Well, you don't let him do that, obviously, right? I mean, he gets a vote, but it's fishy. I thought nothing of it and then was just glad that he was helping me with the wedding preparations. Nonetheless, I reminded him the day before that if he did something like that, I would break up with him immediately. When the day of the wedding came, everything went smoothly until the ceremony, until the moment came when the cake was to be cut. The whole room watched as I made the first cut and the photographer stood in front of us with camera in hand. Suddenly, I felt a hand on the back of my head pushing me face first into the cake. Not only my makeup, but the whole wedding dress was ruined and the whole room laughed. My husband, the loudest. Wait. So he grabbed the back of her head and, and, and didn't like shove the, the slice of cake into her mouth. Took her whole head and like... in Okay. Uh, after explicitly... Being told not to do this, explicitly warned that she would leave him immediately if he did some bullshit like this. 
He's like, yeah, no, we're not doing anything like that. Psych did it. Uh, you get the bros award for that one as well, because <laughs> the uh, I'm a 13 year old boy at heart as well. You knew this wasn't going to end well. You were warned and you thought you could still get away with it somehow. That's that's the bullshit part here. Like what? At that moment, the photographer took the photo and Jake said that this was now our wedding photo. I turned around, slapped him in the face, and ran out of the room in tears. Thank God karma didn't take long to arrive in the form of his own brother. I ran to the toilet and started crying when I suddenly heard loud shouting from the hall. It was his brother, Frank. I could barely understand what he was saying, and when I left the toilet, he was waiting for me. He told me that Jake had something to tell me. Jake was shaking and apologized without looking me in the eye. Frank told him to look me in the eye and apologize again. Even I was a bit scared of Frank at that moment because I had always thought of him as a kind and gentle man. I had never seen him angry before. Jake apologized again and then Frank led us back into the hall which was suddenly very quiet and most of our families looked down at the floor a little embarrassed. The festivities were cut short and I was taken home by Frank because I was too angry with my husband and I didn't want to see him. During the ride, Frank apologized for blowing up like that. He explained that my husband was horrible even back when he was a brother and used every special occasion to humiliate Frank. When it was Frank's birthday, my husband would throw his cake at him and break his presents. But back then, their parents always brushed it off. <sighs> now we know why he is the way he is. By saying that's just how brothers behave. So he had to endure every humiliation. But when he saw my husband bury my face in the cake, he was fed up because he realized that my husband was just a shit person who got his satisfaction from humiliating others. I asked Frank if he thought it would be an exaggeration if I separated from my husband. And he said no, because according to him, I deserved better. And he didn't care how his brother felt about it because he had brought it upon himself. Then he told me that if I needed help collecting my things, he would help and gave me his number. And I decided to separate from him and file for divorce and informed Jake that, and my family about it. Jake just told me not to do it because it was just a harmless prank. Yeah, so is your divorce. I was spammed by both his family and mine that it would be ridiculous to end our marriage over this, but I see it differently. If he does something like this to me, despite multiple requests not to do it, even after promising me he wouldn't do it, then I can't trust him no matter what he promises me i have to assume that the opposite can and will happen and that he doesn't care at all how i feel about his decisions this situation can be projected on so many much worse situations where it would be important for me to be able to trust him his brother frank seems to be the only one who supports me now and i will go through with the divorce call me humorless call me what you want but i have given my reasons there's an update there is an update let's talk about it for a second though this is not about the prank. This is about boundaries. And I'm sure the whole wedding party or all the families don't know that this was discussed several times leading up to this wedding and that he promised he would not do it several times leading up to the wedding and that OP had warned him she would leave his ass if he did this shit and he still went through with it. Come what may, you were warned. And yes, this is a major trust indicator because even knowing that there will be consequences, this is the kicker. It's not knowing that there there will be consequences. It is believing that there will never be consequences because that's how he grew up. He grew up with no consequences for anything. So now as a married man, a grown ass man, supposedly, he believes he doesn't have consequences in life and can do whatever the fuck he wants. And OP, I completely agree with you that that is 
You cannot build trust upon that. You can't. Apply it to everything else. If he cheats, no consequences. If he runs over somebody with a freaking car, no consequences, right? He's He lives without consequences, so his mind, his decisions do not follow the same paths as a normal person because it's there is no downside to anything. It's what makes me feel good. What What do I find funny? And that's it. To have zero empathy or sympathy for another human being and live life that way is terrifying. It's terrifying to be around someone like that. I don't know how he has friends because everybody's at risk. Update. My soon-to-be ex-husband humiliated me on our wedding day and met his karma instantly. Many of you asked for an update, so here it is. Read through the original post if you haven't already done that. Many of you pointed out that I could get an annulment. Don't ask me why I didn't think of this earlier, but after you guys pointed it out, I planned on doing that. Haven't done it yet, but it will happen in the next few weeks. It will probably be much easier than a divorce. Yeah? With that being said, what happened next? So a day after I wrote the original post, I went to Jake's apartment to get my stuff. I slept over at my best friend's house instead of going home. Of course, I also took up Frank's offer to help me get my stuff. Just having Frank there as a watchdog would be a damn good idea. When we arrived there, he pleaded with me that it was just a prank and he didn't mean to hurt me. But the only thing I could think of was how he broke my trust before and how I couldn't trust him now if he told me he didn't mean to hurt me. When he saw Frank, his face turned red and he yelled at Frank and accused him of poisoning me against him. Don't worry, Jake, you did this to yourself. He argued with Frank for a while, and Frank confronted him with everything he did to him during his childhood. He told Frank to grow up hair, and that he should forget about what happened back then. Ah, the tree remembers what the axe forgets. Ironic when he's the one who never changed and is just as bad as before. He constantly tried to talk to me, but Frank stood in his way and talked over him, and when we left, I saw how he angrily smashed the door. Apparently, he now spreaded lies to his family that Frank tried to steal me from him. We'll talk about that. Luckily, I was able to see who he really was before it was too late. What a coincidence that after this incident, my family spammed me with messages as well about how we should talk to a therapist instead of breaking up over this. (laughs) They only stopped when I threatened to cut them off, too. I also didn't plan to share this with you, but so many people suggested it that I thought I could at least ask him. So after we got my stuff, I asked Frank out, but he rejected me, telling me that he's already dating someone else. I just wanted to tell you this so you could stop asking. That might have been poor form. But honestly, I'm also kind of glad that this was his answer because it means he didn't just help me because there was a malicious intent behind it, but more because he is simply a good person. Regardless, I told him about my post here and Frank told me he read many of your comments. He said he liked your comments and that you made his day. I thought you might want to know this. This is probably the first and last update of this. I just wanted to get this behind me and look forward, but thank you all for your support. Edit, if you want to call my story fake because I asked Frank out, feel free. I just acted on what many of you asked me to do. I thought to myself that asking him once doesn't hurt anyone and will maybe lead to a much healthier relationship if he said yes. I'm not in the best state of mind and will now leave this account, so don't be surprised if I don't respond anymore. My story will stay here and hopefully raise awareness for many people who are in similar situations with toxic partners, no matter if they're male or female. I wish you all the best. My thoughts on the potential misstep with asking him out was was less so about it potentially being a good match or her being in a fragile state of mind or anything like that. It was more so about being it was more so about giving the soon to be ex-husband here uh, his claim any kind of any kind of weight, any kind of evidence, because, you know, if they went on a date like then, yeah. 
him saying that Frank tried to steal his wife from her would then look like it was a real possibility. So I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm glad Frank said no and was already seeing somebody. Maybe five years down the road, you guys can reconnect and this thing will work out. But this definitely wasn't the right time. And the the most dangerous part of all that was that it would give it would give Jake's claim some kind of weight. It is so funny to me that Jake did this. I think that's his name, right, Jake? That Jake was like, oh, if Frank, Frank's just trying to steal you from me. Again, it is it is an inability to accept responsibility. There's zero accountability in Jake's world. So someone else must have done something to make this happen. It sure as shit wasn't him, right? Sure as shit couldn't have been his own actions that caused this. Someone else must be trying to screw him over. And it's got to be Frank. It's got to be complete inability to accept responsibility got warned 30 something times leading up to the wedding not to be a brozo douche cannot and do something stupid that would get him left and he went ahead and did it anyway and then and then it was like it totally wasn't it wasn't that that wasn't the thing bro it was frank frank been poisoning her against me man Tried to steal her? Like, what? You know it was Frank, guys. I'm telling you. It's my brother. He's just mad. This story comes from the AITAH subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for kicking my boyfriend and his kid out because his son was constantly scaring my baby on purpose? Oh, man. A kid and a baby? All right, here we go. I was diagnosed with PPD, so I'm not sure if this is playing a part of my actions or not. I've been with my boyfriend for six years, and he has a 12-year-old son, Jake. I have owned my home for nearly 10 years now. They moved in two years ago. Our daughter is three months old. Now, Jake loves his sister. He's always holding her and trying to help. But there's always been a massive issue since I had her with him purposely scaring her, walking up to her and yelling, Rah! He thinks it's hilarious when she does startle reflexes and then laughs when she cries, saying, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare her like that, but continues laughing and continues purposely trying to scare her at least four times a day. Kid's 12. Now, I have always told him to cut the shit. I've told him several times that he is hurting her ears. I've told him several times that it's not funny. And then not even three days ago, I lost my shit entirely and told my boyfriend and him if he purposely scared my kid again, then they would be evicted and gone from my life. I said this because while my boyfriend does correct his kids sometimes, he also tells me I'm overreacting. He said it's natural for kids to think it's funny when babies get startled, and I simply don't understand because I've never been around multiple kids. His son has a half-brother and apparently did the same thing with him when he was a baby. But anyways, I lost it and threatened to kick them out. And in that moment, I truly felt like an asshole because Jake looked sad and just went to his room. Pain creates change. But like last night, I stepped out of the room for a minute and my daughter was in her swing. Jake went there to sit with her. And when I was out of the room, I heard Jake very loudly and fast say, What are you doing? In a baby voice. And my daughter starts screaming, immediately follow. I heard my boyfriend take care of it. And then like an hour later, I went into the bathroom and the baby was in her seat and I heard raw followed by the baby crying yet again. So I told them to pack their shit and get out now. I didn't wait for a response because now I'm trying to calm down my baby. Jake tried apologizing and said it was a habit and my boyfriend started protesting, saying it's not a big deal. And I just refused to acknowledge their excuses and told them to leave. 
My boyfriend sat down on the chair, said he wasn't going anywhere, and that this is his house too. So I said I would leave then and have cops serve him an eviction notice. He tried begging me to calm down and kept saying, He's 12. What do you expect? He's not going to be perfect. I left and this morning I filed for the eviction. Everyone thinks I'm being ridiculous here. But Jake refuses to stop and I'm tired of him purposely yelling in my daughter's face to scare her four plus times per day. Let's, uh, OP has an edit and there's a top comment here. Let's read those first. OP's edit. I also have asked Jake why he does this. And he said that he thinks it's funny when kids cry. That could lead to a lot of dangerous things. Top comment NTA. The key detail is that Jake started to scare your baby when you left the room. That means he is in control of his behavior. It means that he knows that you disapprove. That's not innocent child behavior. He is acting sneaky and duplicitous. And your boyfriend saying it's not a big deal is saying that your feelings are not valid. Is saying that what you perceive is not valid. And him downplaying it is going to lead to some kind of injury or worse to your baby. You are well within your rights here and your duty as a mother to create and reinforce this boundary. I'm to say no mas. And boyfriend here being unwilling to do so and create a boundary with his 12 year old who is doing this is a huge red flag. He is unwilling to protect his baby. Because it's effort, because it's it's tough to discipline a 12-year-old. It's tough to to create boundaries with a 12-year-old to change a behavior. Is that is, is that what's going on? He can't truly believe this isn't that this isn't a big deal. He was warned that he would be kicked out and then still let it continue. And then whenever she told him to leave, he sat down and protested, like, no, you're not really gonna do that. And then now he's gone. What, at what point does the pain become real for them? I don't, I, I think we understand why, why this kid, the 12 year old kid, Jake is the way that he is. His dad has zero follow through. His dad lets him get away with anything. <laughs> this, this might be the same Jake that, that later in life appeared in uh, the previous story here and uh, smashed his wife's whole upper body into a cake after she told him she would leave him if she did it. Consequences. They're real. Whether you like it or not, whether you recognize it or not, whether you accept it or not, they are real. Now, OP, unfortunately, now you have to fight the battle of, yeah, you're going to get into visitation kind of things. You're going to get into the battle of trying to protect your child by either avoiding visitation or doing supervised visitation. Or that's that's the legal route of this is going to be a nightmare. It's going to suck. This is what happens when you when you have a kid with the wrong person. There's also an element to boyfriend here because he was unwilling to do anything to protect his own child. That makes me think he's just going to flake out, but it's going to be a nightmare no matter what. It's going to suck no matter what. And hopefully at this point, not hopefully what has been done to your child at this point isn't going to create anything lasting or can be negated. But you did the right thing. That's the bottom line. You did the right thing. And unfortunately... Your boyfriend is a coward, unwilling to protect his own baby, unwilling to stand up to his own 12 year old. And it was going to get worse and worse and worse. And if it got to a certain point, like CPS would be showing up and you'd be in trouble for not protecting your child. So you 100% did the right thing. Oof. 
This is a petty revenge story. Heck yeah. Titled, Dressed Overly Casual at a Designer Store So That the Rude Sales Reps Wouldn't Get Commission. Yeah, I dig it. I don't typically buy a lot of designer clothing, but when I do go shopping, I dress pretty casually. Last week, I was strolling through the mall, and there was a designer backpack on display that caught my attention. I went inside the store wearing a hoodie and ripped jeans and went to inquire about the price of the backpack. I waited around for 10 minutes for someone to help me until I decided to go up to one of the sales representatives myself. She told me to wait because she was helping another customer, so I sat down and waited. I saw her in the corner of the store just standing, not doing anything. I decided to wait another five minutes for her to come back, but she never did. I walked back up to her and told her I wanted to inquire about the backpack. I asked her if she could bring one from the back room so I could take a closer look at it. She told me that she wouldn't be able to do that unless I was planning on purchasing the item. She seemed annoyed with my request. Before I could say anything, she quickly walked away to help another customer. I'm quite young, 25 female, and I could tell she didn't think I was serious about purchasing it and didn't want to waste her time. I would have actually purchased it then and there if she hadn't been so dismissive. A few days later, I went back into the store. This time, I made sure to dress even more casually than before. I walked in with a pair of sweatpants, running shoes, a tank top, and zip up. The same lady was working that day and turned her back to me as soon as I walked in. I went up to one of the other sales representatives. This guy was younger, smiling, and seemed eager to help, and I told him I wanted to purchase the backpack, and he gladly went inside and got it for me. He even asked if I'd like to take a look at it before buying. I thanked him, and he checked me out. The store manager was also by the cashier, and I let him know that I came in last week and that the lady wouldn't let me see the product before purchasing it. He was upset to hear about this and told me it wasn't the first time he had received a complaint about her. The item was a few grand and all the commission went towards the junior. He was so kind and grateful. She avoided eye contact with me after she got told off by her manager and I smiled at her as I walked out of the store. Don't judge a book by its cover. Pretty woman vibes, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Also, this shit really happens. It really freaking happens, which just blows my freaking mind. It really, really happens. This kind of shit has happened to like Candy Thunder. It happened when we were on vacation out in Florida. Uh, yeah, it was, which I don't understand at all. But but the whole dressing casually versus dressing up things, I, I certainly don't understand how you would how you would look at whether somebody's dressed casually or dressed up and judge them that way. That doesn't make any sense at all. Some of the most expensive shit is the casual shit. It's just really comfy. It doesn't make any sense. Like dressing up does not mean that I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. But it is a certain kind of person who passes judgment by aesthetics alone and is an absolute just stanky shit about it. And the guy, the guy that did this whenever it happened to Candy Thunder was like a was like a middle aged guy. And clearly, you know, a. He looked like the manager of the store that we were in and was very, very snooty and dismissive. And it pissed me off. But she, you know, ladies, unfortunately, you deal with this a lot or you might deal with this a lot, certainly more so than I have ever I have ever encountered. But I wanted to go confront the person about it because I'm like, this is bullshit. Uh, Candy Thunder's better than that. And, you know, she would go the petty revenge route. So. Uh, but it just pisses me off. It pisses me off to see people doing this kind of shit and, you know, think that they're better than everyone. It just doesn't make me.
Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.